Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. What a week it was for the sport of baseball. Teams won, teams lost, rookies made their debut, and Pujols got free. Let's do it. Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. Thank you very much for tuning in and hanging out with us for a little bit today on this fine Friday afternoon. My name is Jimmy. His name is Jake. Trevor is in California and producer BBD in the corner. Talking Baseball brought to you by DraftKings. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. We got a lot of stuff to catch up on. Standing. Some teams we thought were in it, they're out now. Uh, Mm. More on that later. And most importantly, our newest patrons, patreon.com slash slash John Boy Media. Got to give a huge shout out to Amanda Ryan, Dylan Swearingen, Nick E. Warner, Nikki Warner, Mm. Scott Elrich, Kyle Sheehan, Ryan Gig- Giglio? Mm. Is that you think you say it? Giglio? Giglio? But there's a second G. Yeah. Giglio? You think the the Giglios. Giglio? They make the cannolis down on East West Haven. Danny Casserly, Liam, Derek, Ikansnu. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that one can't be right. <laughs> I need to go look at this one. <laughs> it's I-K-A-S-N-U. Ikansnu. Ikansnu. I w- yeah, it's tough. One. I can snoo. Tyler Sane, Tyler Sweet, and Peter Nikias. Damn. I have a friend Some uh, tough ones named Nikias. Nikias, I think. Nikias. So Peter Nikias. Yeah. Damn. Damn, that was a tough uh, mm. group of names there, Jim. So snaps for you, bro, for getting through that. Our friend Al says it's Giglio. So perfect. Trevor, how you doing? Man, I'm doing great. I had a few people trying to bring me down on this Friday morning. Guess what? It's not going to work. It's not going to work. I'm doing my thing. And I'm here with my friends about to talk about the games that just happened. So I'm riding high, Jim. I had coffee. I did the Rose IG thing, which went splendidly. So I'm excited. I'm going to do the NL uh, today. I think you have the AL and Jake has the inner league. Yep. Yep. Can't wait to do it. How are you guys doing? Jake? You just reminded me that coffee exists, and I forgot to bring mine into the room. So I'm a little bummed about mm. that. But Jake has his right next to him. Jake, how are you doing? Back to Jake. BBP's on the coffee. Uh, yeah. Next time, don't just call him out so hard. Did like you just that. naturally call him BBP? Yes. That's awesome. I mean, they were. Chat's been going. Uh, yeah, I'm doing BBP. well. I'm doing well. I. Uh, there's a lot of variations. You can go BVP, like batter versus pitcher, BBP. Uh, I saw BVD, CBD. There's a lot of twists for BBD. Well, because he's, uh, he's a human piss festival. Well, cushy dreams, human piss festival, all of it. But uh, I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. We just did a little pre-gamer. Uh, baseball hot in the streets. Uh, no funny business this week, knock on wood. Uh, so you know what that actually means, and it all makes sense. We got our first, and we kind of did this on Talking Yanks, but we tried to do it realistically. We're getting our first crazy trade deadline stuff coming out. Uh, MLB.com had a Trevor story to the Yankees, and they didn't even mention like the Yankees staying under the salary 
threshold, which they're very clearly doing. They've basically stated they're doing. Feinstein did in his article, but yeah, a lot of people aren't. So we're. Uh, anyways, uh, you said it's six million. You said story would be six million prorated, so the Yankees would have to go over if they did it. Yeah, he said that later on. Anyways, I, I won't get into that with you, but yeah, it's uh. So we're starting to get into that. We're we're starting to get into the trade deadline. Trevor's Minnesota Twins have the worst record in baseball. Uh, holy smokes! I uh I sat up here all preseason and said I still love them at regular season team, and uh, they suck ass right now. So we'll uh we'll see if they can ever find the potion, but they better find it soon, man. Because holy, you hit up Rocco, you hit up any of the boys, Trev? He's going. We're all. He's going there. Yeah, soon. Are we all gonna go? We haven't bought tickets yet, so like if we're doing that, I think we gotta. It's coming up. We need, to have, moves. A, yeah. we need to have a discussion about <laughs> yeah. that. I've talked to a few people, and I've been keeping up with the blogosphere and the Twitter sphere and <laughs> Twins territory. And there's a lot, a lot of misery right now. And they're saying it's shades of 2011. No, you don't. You know what happened in 2011? Bad. 2012? Bad. 13? Bad. 14? Bad. They're the talk now is. The, like the season for them is done. And I'm talking about this is the bloggers and the writers. They're saying this season's done. Let's save the next half decade and make some moves so we don't have to live through that misery again. That's that's where Twins territory is at. Not a fun time. That's not fun. It's not fun at all for the Twins. We also, you know, on Wednesday's episode, we we didn't do a, a big topic in the midweek this week because we had Trevor Story on. Hope you guys enjoyed the interview. If you haven't, yeah. go check it out. We got uh, we remind me, I don't want to forget, on Wednesday, which is going to feel forever, uh, this is going to feel forever ago come Wednesday, we got to turn into a labor pod for at least like a third of the pod because mm. a grievance has been followed, Trev, and mm. filed. And that's all I'm going to say because this is the recap episode not the midweek episode. So let's get into the recap. Trevor, you have the National League. Are you ready to tell us and everyone listening what happened in the NL? Yes, I am. All right. Well, let's do it then. The Cincinnati Reds traveled into Pittsburgh. They took two of three, which honestly is probably not even that good. They should have swept the Pirates. Reds. Took game one, 14 to one. Pirates scratched and clawed and took game two, seven to two. Reds went five to one in the rubber match. The Reds hitters went off. Winker, Farmer, Suarez, Sensel, five hits apiece. And the Pirates pitchers, they pitched to a 6.43 ERA. That's the starters. The relievers were even worse, 7.43. Things aren't very good in Pittsburgh right now. Reds take two of three. Moving on, we got the Fish against Jake's D-backs, and they split a four-game set. 5-2 D-backs, 11-3 D-backs. They were looking for the sweep after two games, and then guess what? The Fish came back 3-2 and 5-1. Both the offenses were good. The D-backs slash a 269, 4-7-7 slugging. Marlins 262, 433 slugging. Starters were good for the D-backs. The relievers were not so good. And uh, Aguilar and, and your guy, Asdrubal Cabrera, your doppelganger, had a great series. Story out west, though. Zach Gallon on the 10-day IL. He's a bright spot for those D-backs. They split the series with the Marlins. 
Moving on, this one was a sort of a fight, if you will. Padres at Rockies. The Padres took two out of three. Padres took the first two, eight, one, and five, three, and then the Rockies uh, got the eight-inning win, three-two in the second game of the doubleheader against Snell. Both teams' starting pitchers were solid, but the Padres' relievers were just excellent. They they pitched to a 1.32 ERA, and the Rockies' relievers were not very good. 6.75 ERA. Josh Fuentes with the walk-off single in Game 3. The storyline, though, was Tatis Jr. test positive for COVID, and then Hosmer, Myers, Profar, Mateo all placed on the COVID IL because they were in contact with them. So that's a developing story. We'll see how that goes. Moving on, the Phillies at the Nationals. Phillies take two out of three. They took the first two, 6-2. Uh, won the second one in extras 5-2, and the Nationals came back to win the third game 5-1. Phillies starting pitchers struggled, which they haven't been doing. They've been really good, and the Nats starters were solid, which we kind of expect from that crew. Um, Oduble Herrera tied game two with a homer in the ninth inning, and that's Brad Hand's third straight outing to end in a loss or a blown save. Oh, my God. Another another COVID dealing. Rio Muto placed on the COVID IL list out of caution with what appears to be a non-COVID illness. And then Didi was out of the lineup Thursday after exiting Wednesday with an elbow injury. And the good news for the Phillies, Archie Bradley, who they needed to shirt up the bullpen, starts his rehab assignment this week. So that's good for them. They took two out of three for the Nationals. And the last series in the NL was probably the best one. St. Louis traveling into Milwaukee. The cards went in and made a statement. They took two out of three. 6-1 6-1 in game one in 11 innings. Brewers took the second game 4-1, and then all eyes yesterday morning were on Flaherty versus Burns. Flaherty finally goes in and gets the dub in Milwaukee. He's won seven straight. Both offenses were pretty abysmal in this one. They both hit like crap. Um, Yelich, big news for the Brewers. He starts his rehab assignment on Friday and they need him back desperately, and that is what happened in BNL. Thank you. Thank you, Trev. Thank you. I, I, I want to mention, I forgot to mention, Burns finally gave up the one walk. I can't believe I didn't mention that. 58 strikes strikeouts to start a season, finally walked a batter, and I, who was it, Tommy Edmond? I don't know. I don't know. Pretty cool, 58 walks. COVID stuff stands out to me. I mean, yeah. A couple of people there missing games, and I know I know I know we haven't done the AL yet, but the Yankees also dealing with some COVID stuff. Glaber's going to miss like ten games because he tested positive with no symptoms, and the Yankees already had the vaccine. So, Cashman had a funny quote where he was like, "I was just on the phone with Europe because now we're a case study for getting the for testing positive after having the vaccine." So this has gone beyond baseball, really. <laughs> like he's not just dealing with. MLB protocols. He's on the phone with like national whatever panels. Yeah. I don't know. So I have a, I have a question about that. I don't want people are going to get mad whenever you talk about mm. COVID. People get mad at you. Yeah, but isn't that point of the vaccine? Like the vaccine is not going to prevent you from getting COVID. It's to stop the symptoms, and it and it helps. Well, it's supposed to lessen the transmission rate, but maybe that's not true. That's part of what but they're looking into. Yeah. If the symptoms aren't there and everybody's well, vaccinated, one on of the team, eight had one of the eight had symptoms. Okay, so they're just, yeah, they're, just, they're just looking into it. It's a win for the vaccine, is what they're saying, and they're saying you know because no one majority had no symptoms, and the one person that had symptoms had them 
sparingly and very mild. So they are saying, like, the vaccine did its job. We just still really don't know what's up, so we got to, like, it's a yeah. case study. But, yeah, I mean, Tatis going down, um, Real Mudo, just just in case. I don't know. He, he didn't test positive, so COVID's rearing its head in the MLB again. Mm. What else from the NL? Mets stay atop. Their division, Cardinals stay atop theirs, and the Giants are still in first place in the West. Giants are doing it, man. How about that? Love the Giants. They are, they are a top seven team in ERA plus and OPS plus. It's a good way to do it. It's a good it's way like to do it. They win baseball games. Phillies beat the Nats. Good. I quit on the Nats. I'm fine with that. Cardinals, uh, they're rolling, man. Flaherty versus Burns doesn't get much better than that on the MLB YouTube game of the week. Uh, but, yeah, those those guys can both drop it on the table. And Jack Flaherty, I mean, we're, we're, going, we're going to Colorado. I think he might be going to Colorado. I don't know. I mean, all of the Cardinals pitchers are doing pretty well. Kim has... Hasn't allowed more than one earned run since his first start of the season. He doesn't go deep into games. Same thing with John Gant. He's got a one eight three ERA after seven starts now. Again, not like going that deep into games, but not winning them games, giving them winning efforts. And then you obviously have Jack. I think Wayno's ERA is like higher than the rest, but I still think he's yeah, it's three eighty. Still good. Those four guys are doing it for the cards. And Kim was a guy that I wanted to watch. I wanted to see what he was about because he had such a good season last year that kind of went under the radar because it was so funky. And he's limiting damage again, but he doesn't go deep in the games. I don't I don't know the reasoning there. Cardinals fans would just have to tell me. No trust. Tires out easily. NL baseball. Building him up. Yeah, NL Protect baseball. Him. Close games. I don't know. Yeah. Don't know. I got a question for you guys because I, I – I, I'm assuming there's a story behind this, and we're talking NL baseball here. Taiwan Walker, the mm. bat he had where he just stood up there, what was that about? Was there something like, is he hurt, or just like, what? what's the whole point of that? That happens a lot. But he like just like literally just stood there and didn't offer. If That, that happens. I don't see that happen that often. Bartolo like Colon did. used to do that. He would either yeah. not swing at all or he would have a home run swing, and he just didn't know. It was but, like his decision, what he felt like. I mean, I don't know. In interleague play, that's literally what they tell the Yankees pitchers to do. So I've seen yeah, that I've I mean, seen that a lot. It is an NL pitcher right now. Yeah. Um, and Taiwan's a young guy. and can, I mean, he's not a young guy, but he's a athletic guy that looks like he might be able to bang a little bit, but he just put the bat on the shoulder and left it there. I was wondering if there was a story. If there's not, then okay. My buddy, Taiwan Walker. Yeah. Shoving this year a little bit. How about 41 innings to the tune of a 2-2 ERA? When was that at bat? I don't know. It was like a big, like, internet thing. It's a Twitter thing. So he missed... No, I'm just meaning the game. He missed a bunt in his first at-bat against Harvey. Struck out on a bunt. So it had to be his second at bat. There was already two outs. Mm. Already two outs in the inning. And uh man, he probably just wanted to get back out on the mound. <laughs> He's probably <laughs> like, if I just take three pitches here, I'm back to doing what I want to do. If I somehow get on base, I could be on base for a couple more minutes. So I'm I'm guessing he was just like, fuck it. I'm not going to homer. I had a Jakey Stoner thought the other day. Or excuse me, 10 p.m., Jake. Uh, it's just late and your mind gets combobulated. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. That w- 
teams might start having nine-hole hitters get out with two outs. With how limited baseball is, like, say you have three guys in your lineup. Right now, you know, not to go Yankees on everyone, but the Yankees have had a lot of injuries and stuff going on, so the top of their lineup is LeMahieu, Stanton, Judge. And after that, it's kind of been a crapshoot. Luke Voigt's back, which we're excited about. But if those are the three guys in your lineup, and there's two outs, and your nine-hole hitter is up, you can either, your nine-hole hitter gets on base, and now you have DJ LeMahieu with two outs, and potentially Stan with two outs, or you get a clean inning with LeMahieu, Stanton, Judge. I don't know. I think there could be some weird, nerdy math there that says you have a better chance the next inning with those three coming up than the nine-hole hitter getting on with two outs and then burning part of your lineup. I understand what you're saying, yeah. and I fully agree with it. Okay. I would rather DJ up with no one on and and Stanton and Judge behind him than Wade on first base, two outs, DJ at the plate. Anyway, I think going building off that, I think each team should have a time management coach, mm-hmm. and all he does is he looks at the starting pitcher, and then if there's two outs and the uh, batter's up, and then he like looks at the starting pitcher's like – like, do you need more time? And then he'll call step outs. Like, step out after every pitch. Mm. Well, you know, this is too quick of a turnaround. Our oh. starting pitcher's still catching his breath. Or if the starting pitcher's, like, top step, ready to get on the mound, it's, uh, hey, just take three here. We got we to run Cole back out there. And how about Trevor's hating this because we're taking out all the athlete side of baseball? Uh, what if teams start combating that? They intentionally walk the pitcher, Taiwan Walker, so he has to get on. Yes. And then they attack McNeil or whoever's leading Throw off. Throw pickoffs to make Nimmo. Taiwan start diving back to first. <laughs> That's strategy. That's analytics. Yep. Oh man, my you guys are hurting my head right now. <laughs> I'm I'm assuming that analytics are not gonna back that statement up. I think it's more I think of they'd a back Jake's up for you guys. No, I think they'd back Jake's so. up. We'll talk to I don't some think geeks. So. Yeah, talk to some geeks. I I I I don't believe in that. Even if the analytics do do uh, do do. I love when that happens. Love do do. Even when they if they do back it up, I don't like it. It's I'm just gonna go on LinkedIn. I'm gonna type in Yankees analytics, find all of the people, and I'll just message them. Please do. I I already if, have. If that comes back as a freaking strategy. I I I might be <laughs> one of those people that's like I'm over analytics. I'm not there. You know. You guys know I like the numbers, but if that that we can't be doing that. <laughs> You're not wrong. I have nothing else to say on that. That's all I have to say about that. That's right. Uh, Let's see. Who stinks? Nats stink. Pittsburgh stinks. Rockies stink. Bring up Mm. Cole Tucker, for God's sake. Raking down in AAA. BBD posted a double. Is he? Or is BBD just faking you out? There might be a little Phillies infield. He just hit a double the other day. It was the first game I watched. Okay. (laughs) But they released Todd Frazier, my friend, our friend. Should we have him on? Should he be a midweek ep? Todd? Yeah. Sure. He likes me. Yeah. He, he I loved did, the um, passing yesterday. Did this he? This morning, actually. What did he say? Oh, he, he tweeted it this morning. He said, this is fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I did. Um, I, I talked to Jack because he faced Corbin Burns. Right. Like He was one of the strikeouts, obviously. Two of the strikeouts. And I said, you know, like, what's it like? Like, what in the box? Like, tell me. Because I, you watch Corbin, you see he throws the cutter, but, you know, it's nice to get some perspective. And usually hitters don't want to talk about it. So Jack was more than open. He said, bruh, he just throws cutters. I had no chance. First time I felt like I had no chance. Damn. And I said, I said, it looks nasty. He said, yeah, it's just a cutter that looks like four seams and continues to go. So 
There's a scouting report on Burns if you want to know. It's out. Jack looked bad. No offense. No offense. That's pretty big a Jack to say, like, that's the first time I ever was like, Shots oh. fired at every single pitcher <laughs> yeah. that he's ever faced. <laughs> you all stink compared to Corbin Burns. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the AL. And before we do, I got to tell you guys about dugout mugs. We got them right here on our desk. Trev, do you know what today is? Uh, dugout mug day. Yep, it's the day that my brother graduates college. My parents are in Ohio for the celebration and uh, probably get him a customized dugout mug as the gift if you got anyone graduating or you're getting ready for Father's Day. Dugout mugs makes the perfect gift. They're having a sale right now. Trevor, listen to the sale. Okay. It's called the Early Bird Father's Day Sale. The first 500 orders with code JOMBOY get 35% off all MLB dugout mugs, wind-ups, season opers, and knob shots. 35 is a pretty good discount. And 500, the first 500. The next 500 will only get 25% off. Still pretty good, mm-hmm. but only 25. So don't wait to get your dad a Father's Day gift. If you really want, you'll end up losing money if you don't. Or, you know, a graduation present. Good graduation, like, you know, get it, bring it to the graduation, chug a beer out of it, all that good stuff. Uh, code John Boy when you do dugout mugs, they're awesome. About they time my awesome. brother graduates, huh? Get him fucking working for us already. Jeez. He's been golfing, bowling, and partying for four months straight. Yeah, man. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I know, but like college isn't, it's all online now, so it's kind of like, whatever. Good for him. Do you remember when he stepped on my shoe the first time we met him? Yep. Just as a power play? Yeah. I've respected him ever since. He let you know. Didn't he say you have comically small hands? No, that's what no, someone that, else said to you. you. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Here's what happened in the American League. Mm. The Red Sox and the Orioles finished up a four-game set. The Orioles avoided the sweep. Lopez pitched well. Mancini and Mountcastle both homered. Red Sox do not get the sweep of the Orioles. The Astros took two out of three from the Angels. How about that? Angels are sliding, I believe. They uh, Their hitters slashed 189, 250. Ah! Okay. Okay, yeah. cool, cool, cool. Uh, the Astros hitters slashed 288, 351, so they did better. The Angels starting pitchers and relief pitchers both had ERA over six. That ain't good. Mm. Astros had seven home runs. Gurriel and Tucker, two home runs each. Rendon could be activated this weekend, so maybe that'll help the Angels out a little bit. Probably not, though. The Yankees took two out of three from the Rays in the Trop. The first time the Yankees have won a series in the Trop in over two years. Both offenses offenses struggled real bad. The Rays can't hit at all. Jake has a crazy fun stat for you on that. But the Rays starting pitchers did really well. The Yankees started pitchers did pretty well. Garrett called eight shutout innings. Uh, Tyone struggled in the third game. Tons of COVID stuff, like I told you. They got eight positive tests on the Yankees, and that's kind of a whole big deal. Speaking of bad news, the Royals ended their season by getting swept by the Tigers. The Royals have now lost 11 in a row after their hot start. GM of the Royals, Dayton Moore, has uh, folded up the plan. Hmm. That is like, we will compete, and now he's pulled down 
the the sheet that says what if we're going to have to trade everyone and they're looking at those plans now. The Tigers get the sweep. Doesn't change their season outlook at all. Athletics and the Red Sox. Athletics took two out of three. So the Red Sox lost three games this week out of the four they played. Overall, A's bullpen pitched 12 shutout innings. James Caprellian made his debut, and it's a really fun story. Ten of the A's, 23 hits go for extra bases, but just one home run. They're slapping the ball around. J.D. Martinez has a good week. Twins and White Sox. White Sox sweep the Twins. White Sox have had the toughest strength of schedule, and they have the best record in their division. The White Sox are the real deal their offense was great they slashed 323 and 407 on base percentage that's really high for a team slash line twins pitchers pitched to an 863 era and the starting pitchers was a 988 era it's gross lance land was hit on the hand by a comebacker and the x-rays came back negative for my soul that is good news he doesn't care obviously came back negative See, Sorry, he didn't put his crackle. hand in. He I don't know what's hand. going on. He put a mannequin hand yeah, in the... They had to get rid of the ball. Oh. Dent. Probably. So that's the AL recap. Your leaders in the AL, Boston, still in first place, but the Yankees are two behind, and Toronto is a game and a half behind. And Toronto and Boston are tied in the loss column, so uh, White Sox, way ahead. White Sox are a real deal. They're good. Um, and Oakland. White Sox are the real deal. They're game up on Cleveland. Cleveland keeping pace. Royals died. There was a cool graph that someone put on Reddit about like strength of schedule versus record. Mm. And it was interesting. The White Sox have had a tough schedule and like the best record, mm. whereas the Tigers have had the easiest schedule and the worst record. Yeah. Adds um, up. See if I can find it for yeah. you. Cleveland, they've been the technically the hottest yeah. team in the AL in the pat last ten, nine and one. Uh, while the Royals went on a 10-game losing streak. So that's that's your flip-flop right there. Uh, Red Sox, uh, Oakland gives them the business a little bit. Uh, that was a fun, fun series. The two best records, I think, heading into that week. Uh, yeah, man, the White Sox are doing it. And the Astros, and we mentioned some COVID stuff before, uh, the Yankees, because of their COVID outbreak, you know, the Yankees like to be secretive about everything. Everything they can be secretive about uh, But they actually had to reveal some information With all this COVID stuff going around So they talked about when they got the shots And who got the shots and when And, you know, circle back to the Astros Who basically did the same thing And that's when they had like a six-game losing streak So I wonder, you know, we're looking at charts and stuff I think every team, as we go through this And a lot of teams are trying to hit that 85% threshold You can kind of circle there their week where they got their shots And it's like oh yeah They they really looked like they were playing bad that week Because they were They got COVID basically Yeah the, the Yankees got their shots on April 7th Which is when they went to the trot for the first time And I, I mean I think our like review was like What the fuck was that They looked like asleep And now it makes a lot more sense But they reluctantly had to make that public And even Cashman in his press conference He, he was like well yeah And then we got them Well as you guys know uh, early April, like he was upset that like it was a storyline. But yeah, I think you know each team's gonna have a sleeper week. But this is the chart, pretty interesting, right? Sure. Orioles Orioles have the strongest uh, schedule, 
They haven't performed well against it. Phillies have had a really tough schedule. Rays have had a really tough schedule. Um, Tigers, really easy schedule and really bad performance. The White Sox. Good for them. Yeah. The White Sox are something else. We were talking about their rotation today on the IG Live. I mean, you got Lucas Giolito. Then you got Lance Lynn. Those two guys are just absolute studs. Then, backing them up, Rodon has been something like he might be the AL starter in the All-Star game this year. Mm. Got a .58 and a no-no. Then you got backing them up, Kopech and Cease. I mean, these they're missing Lou Bob and Eloy, and they're still crushing the ball. They're still pitching lights out. This team is like, like, are they the best team? Are they the best team in baseball? Like, the Dodgers are hurt. Ooh. Right now, I think. Like right now, or or I mean, Cleveland's obviously keeping pace, and like we don't talk about them ever because we didn't expect them to compete. Their pitching's been so damn good; they can't hit the ball, but they still keep winning games. It's yeah, no man, the Twins. The Twins. The, by saying that, the Twins are screwed. If you do, <laughs> if if you do talent and performance, like on paper talent with current performance, it's the White Sox. Obviously, uh, the Bay Area uh, would probably be mad at us, but this White Sox team. Had hopes of doing pretty big things this year And yeah, I mean, that's that was kind of the eye-opener for me a couple weeks ago Dylan Cease, uh, a guy who was a pretty big prospect And then kind of was whatever Go check out some of his pitch ninja on the curveball I mean, starts above the strike zone, ends up in the dirt And it's just like, okay, this guy's slotted in as their fifth, sixth starter right now We uh, forgot Keiko Yeah, I mean, he he'll throw you... <laughs> He'll throw you anything, and and he's gonna have an okay day at the office. Uh, Kopech, uh, that bullpen. Everyone talked about how it was underrated. Crochet, Hendricks, Bummer, Hoyer. Uh, yeah, this team's nasty. Keigel's coming off a bad start, but to your twins, this team's yeah. nasty without Eloy, without Lou Bob. Love that, and no Adam Angle. Come on, Jace Fry, mm-hmm. your manager of the year candidate. Trev, they got a lot going on. Yeah, that's the, we don't talk about that. Tony LaRusso has not screwed things up. A few times he he messed up, but at least the record is there. Yeah, he messed up that pitcher runner on things, second base. But... Chris Rose went at his throat on John Hoy death day. <laughs> and we were like, hey, easy, Chris Rose. Like, you know. Easy dad. Yeah, you get a little older, you start forgetting things. Like, you know, careful. What happened while I was dead? So remember when... Jonathan Holder ran an extra innings for the Yankees, and then the Orioles did, like, the same thing last year, and everyone was like, oh, yeah, the rules say you don't have to do that. White Sox did the same thing. Chris Rose was pretty pissed. He's like, manager has to know that. Well, he yeah, he to- came out and said. Wait, wait, wait. So he I pinch didn't. ran a pitcher? He put Liam Hendricks out there. Liam Hendricks was their extra inning base runner. I believe they were playing an NL team. That's why he was out there when they could have used Jose Abreu because he was the batter. Before, Before the pitcher doesn't have to run. That's right. the rule. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Rosie was mad. Was for mad. not knowing that? Yeah. We also said it's on the, the coaching staff as well. Like, Larusa, right. yeah, he's getting up there. Might forget some things every once in a while. You got some young guns on the bench helping you coach. They didn't say anything either, so it can't all be Larusa. But I blame Larusa 0% on that, and I blame whoever was every other single person that was – Played in the 2020 season that didn't tell Larusa, hey, you know we can switch him out. I almost put a blame on everyone else. This feels like what a quality control coach is supposed to be. Yeah, 
I mean, yeah. you're just your bench coach. You're your right hand man. Yeah. How does no one else say anything? He's not watching baseball in 2020. He's Tony La Russa. He didn't give a shit. When he was, he was feeling good. You're feeling saucy, huh? 10 p.m., Tony. <laughs> uh, Ro- Royals magic is over. They've lost their last 10. 1 p.m. They have so many people that they can trade if they wanted to trade them. And I, I, I do think that, you know, they pulled the string on the other plan. Flip the whiteboard over. Yeah. Let's do the trade everyone plan. That was a good run, guys. But the Tigers swept us, and they're the worst team in the history of baseball. Yeah. Just do it. Flip everybody. Flip Duff, man. Flip Carlos Santana. Flip Whit Merrifield. Like, let's do it. Still trade Chris Lisa. Bryant there, and then they'll trade him again. Ooh. Dude, they can flip Solaire. They can flip every anyone. Like, everyone. Benny. Chris Rose thinks that the Giants are still going to be traders. Yep. At the deadline. We'll see. I, I, they're still, yeah, It's. I think that's something to watch for. I don't think that they, I would have them right now on the fence. I don't have them teetering each way, but I wouldn't be shocked if they fall towards the trade people's side. But they're having a good it's, season right now. I mean, now. yeah, they got to keep it up. On that chart, their, their strength, of the, strength of schedules I heard was easy. What does it line up with on that chart? Do you have it in front of you still? I don't, but if I do, oh, I just did it. Uh, the Giants have had do that better. They land on uh, strength of schedule is on the weaker half. Yeah. Okay. I don't know, man. I think they might be one of those teams that's like, I mean, they did that. Didn't they do that last year? Up until like the trade deadline, and then they died. Yeah, they got past the trade deadline, didn't trade anybody, and then they fell. Yeah, so you I'm don't curious if that's that. going to be in their in their memory, even though they're the, they the second best record in baseball right now, and we're talking about them trading fucking people off. That's insane to me. Oh yeah, Trev, I have a little bit of good news on your Twins, um, Petriello. Who I like his Twitter a lot. I reference him a lot. Uh, twins are first in hard hit rate, first in barrels. Uh, so, like, that's kind of what the Twins do, and that's what they're supposed to do, and that's why they've been successful the past few seasons. Uh, but it's the pitching right now. They're tied for the most home runs allowed. Um, fourth worst in WOBA. Mm. With runners in scoring position. Uh, 24th in K percentage. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it's – I'm guessing a little bad luck on offense, and the pitching has been a tick better in the regular season before. So – I don't know. There's still some hope because they're supposed to be the Bombas. Like, they set the MLB home run record, and right now it's just it's not enough. It's, in fact, the worst. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't I have nothing left to say about the Twins. I think they have a very tall task in front of them because we just talked about how good the White Sox are. Nobody talks enough about Cleveland and what they're doing. And, you know, to go ahead and jump those two teams or, or at least try to get a wild card bid, they got to – Mitch Garver came out and said they got to win every single series until the All-Star break for the front office to, you know, want to go for it. Coquette, that's Mitch. where That's where the players' heads are at. That's, you they know, said they got to win every series? That's what Mitch Garver said. I don't think it's that drastic, obviously, but they better they better start putting together some wins. Like, they need to go on, like, a six-gamer. Then they need to go on a seven-gamer. And, you know, I just don't see it right now. I hope so. Man, they got Oakland and the White Sox coming up. Yeah. 
Uh, at home, but Oakland White Sox. The big homestand. It's a big homestand, <laughs> man. It's a big homestand. And then Angels, Indians. But then, all right, so here's where the Twins got to be fucking eyeing. They go, they go after Angel, after the homestand, then their way trip. Then their next homestand, May 24th. They, Baltimore comes to town, then the Royals come to town, then they go to Baltimore, then they go to Kansas City. Mm. Let's have a big Baltimore-Kansas City trip. Here are the Twins. Win every series, yeah. sweep two yeah. of the four. If they win this homestand, Twins might get hot. There's a lot of games against the division left, which helps. They play the White Sox a bunch, which, you know, the you run some of those series, that's going to, you know, bring you closer. But it's just, right now, maybe we should be buying stock on the Twins. It's as low as it's ever going to be. It's not going to be any lower than it is right now. They're the worst record in baseball. Maybe we say, hey, this is the day we're going to buy some stock, and maybe it shoots up. Mm. Doge. Mike could. Mm-hmm. Their record against left-handed pitching? 4-9. Not clapping for that. They're supposed to be really good against left-handed pitching, so that's bad. That's a bad sign. Yeah, that's why I sought it out. I thought it was going to be mm. good. It wasn't. You know who's good against left-handed pitching? The White Sox. They were last year, too. Oh, yeah. Mm. They're, just, they're 8 and 1 when they face a lefty. Mm. I think last year they were 10 and 0, right? Yeah, so, it was something weird like that. You're the twins. Do you try to trade for Keichel so you can have a lefty against them? They probably turned that down. Wait, what? Why would the Twins want a lefty against the White Sox? Get in their heads. Oh, okay. Uh, I like the mind games. Mental games. Okay. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Uh, okay. Jake, what happened in the interleague? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Fellas, you're going to love this. Grab your interleague broomsticks. The Cleveland Indians. Little two-gamer sweep against the Cubbies. Two one-run losses for the Cubs. Is it Alzale or is it Malibu versus Shane Bieber? Bieber gets the dub in that game. Indian starting pitcher, 1-5-9 in the series. Yeah, when Bieber's one of them, ain't that it. Uh, and then Ahmed Rosario with the walk-off in game two. That's exciting. Uh, we'll see what goes on with Chris Bryan. He got hit in the wrist. Contusion. Might be playing today. Might not. Happen Arietta Supposed to return Friday. Couple friends of the family. Los Hibido Gigantes. The Giants sweep the Rangers in a two-game set. So that's two two-game sweeps, guys. Uh, Gibby versus Wood. Webb versus Lyles. The Giants starting pitchers. Drop it on the table with the bullpen going scoreless. Uh... 20 hits in 18 innings. Okay, cool stat, Max. Not really about it. Uh, Giants, keep on winning. How about it? Mets, they sweep the Orioles in a two-game set. Stroman and Walker, a couple of our dudes. 3-2 Mets, 7-1 Mets. Mazika, Patrick Mazika is becoming a Mets legend. Couple fielder choice walk-offs early in his career. And Harvey, Harvey, Harvey. Have you seen Harvey? Returns to City Field, records a loss. Seven earned runs, 4.1 <laughs> innings, bitch. I'm sorry. DeGrom, place on the IL. We don't like that. I think it's still okay news, all things considered. We'll see. Guys, Blue Jays, they sweep the Braves. This time it's a three-gamer. Uh, Robbie Ray continues to do it. Ryu is back and dropping it on the mound. And Chicken Strips 
with enough to take down these Braves. Teoscar Hernandez, people. Like, learn who he is. There's some butter knife stats with him. That dude's a special ball player in the Braves. Fellas, I keep thinking you're going to wake up, but it doesn't happen. Acuna exit uh, with a left ankle thing. And Pache, Trev's guy, he goes to the aisle. Guys, the last interleague series. So we just been through a couple. Dodgers sweep the Mariners. It's all sweeps in the interleague. They get two games. They get back on the right track. Holy smoke. 6-4 and 7-1. Bueller versus Kikuchi. Udrias versus Dunn. Max Muncy, that funky Muncy, he's gotten it going this season. He's got a couple homers. Uh, the sad news there, Edwin Rios out for the season. Torn Laborman in his shoulder. Don't like that at all. Uh, Dodgers relievers pitch well, which had been their bugaboo. So that's what went on in the interleague. Thank you very much, young Jake. I got to tell you, I'm getting a little for and short and more, mm-hmm. with the Cubs. Okay. I want, we said this in the TPP, mm-hmm. and it sucks because Ian Happ's part of the whole thing here, and mm-hmm. I like Ian Happ a lot, and I like Cubs fans. I like the Cubs. Yeah. Like I, I'm not an anti-Cubs guy at all, but if they just go sell mode, that makes the deadline real exciting. It's more fun for baseball. That's our statement. Yeah. That's our non-offensive to I mean, it's statement. so many it's people happen, they right? can I mean, unload, man. Guess who they got coming up? Tigers. Damn. So they're going to win the Tigers Nationals. Series. Okay. Cubs, Sorry, Cubs are going to stay in it. I, I, I know what you guys are saying. I think they're going to stay in the mix. Be some, fun, though. Some Pirates. Hap's coming back. He's about to get super hot. I love Hap. What a great dude he is. What's happening? Sequence. Check it out. Trevor Plouffe. Is anyone doing like that that is on a one-year deal doing really well? Bryant. Yeah, I know him, but all the others. Like, you know, I mean, the names are the people that are coming off the books, potentially, for the Cubs. It's Kimbrell. He's got a vesting option. He's been nasty. Jock. Jake Arrieta, Andrew Chafin, uh, Romine's on the IL, Mariznick, defensive center fielder. People always need that for the playoffs. Sucks. Duffy, Sogard, do, 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 Javi, Zach Davies. Like, what's Davies been doing? Didn't Javi get it going? Davies is good. His changeup is gross, man. Yes. Javi's got, yeah. Javi's solid. 118 OPS plus, eight homers. Zach Davies having a good May. Last five starts, he's got a uh, better ERA than his season starts. All right. Let's go Cubs. Go Cubs, go. Or don't. Okay. Just pick. I would love to see Javi Baez in a different uniform. And, and like, on, you know, we've seen him in the postseason and what he can do. But to see him come and be, like, that mercenary-type guy and kind of be rejuvenated with a different team, I think, like, he is – he could be a real interesting and exciting piece. Him in that green and yellow in the bay, Trev. Ooh. Oh my god. Uh, what about what about this rule? What about this rule? What about this rule? You ready for it? Once the postseason is set. Mm. Okay? Once the teams have been you know, you slotted into the seating and all that. MLB a committee at MLB plucks 10 guys from the teams that did not make it. And they go into a lottery draft of mercenaries. 
So three days before the postseason, it's a televised event, and you have a panel, and you got Scherzer, Trout. Uh, give me some more names on teams that aren't going to make it. Rendon. Rendon. Otani. Otani. All, all, <laughs> all the teams. The Angels. The Angels. <laughs> Jared yeah. Walsh. <laughs> but there's other teams too. Mad Bum. I don't know. Yeah. And there's a televised event. and the Danny Duffy. The eight teams that are in the playoffs, you know, there's a lottery for the pick order. Mm. And then there's a draft of the 10 mercenaries. And you get them. You know, Yankees get first pick. They go, we'll take Scherzer for the postseason. Someone we'll take Trout, and then those guys are just on the each team for the postseason. Be entertainment. Does your soul like that? I feel like your soul would yeah, naturally no, I hate don't like that. that. But that's some that's some entertainment, right? It's entertainment, but I don't like it. That would either. be good you know, they, for the enjoyment or entertainment value of baseball, not good for the spirit of competition and team building and teams and that dugout. And what if you get Scherzer and he gets fucking popped and it's like, who was that Risky guy? Run. No, can't do it. <laughs> Imagine if you're the guy that goes some hunger game and stuff. You're you win in the playoffs and you bond with this team. Then you have to go back and play for the pirates again. Like that, yeah. would, be, that would hurt. That would you hurt. just got to play yourself into the mercenary pool. If you're, <laughs> if your team's eliminated early. Do you, so anybody out there that's listening in our chat that's played AAU baseball mm. back in the day, they used to do the exact same thing, Jim, because they'd have these national tournaments and you'd go regionally and have to qualify. Well, any team that didn't qualify, those players were up for grabs. You could add them to the team that qualified. That's how Delman and I got on this like really cool team where mm. the guy was like paying for everything. Like We were just a bunch of local kids playing and they beat us because it was basically like me and Delman versus everybody. And then they came up to us and were like, basically, like you were just saying, like offered us, like, come on the team, come do this with us, come win in the nationals. And it was awesome. So maybe you have a point. I don't know. I think the version, I think I can get us a slightly more tastier. I call it the NBA Street uh, rules because when the NBA Street video game came out, when you beat a team, you got to select a player from that team. So first round, your team comes in. Mm-hmm. But if the Yankees like if like the that. Yankees beat the White Sox, then they say okay, we'll take Giolito. You're ours. Oh my gosh, how amazing would that be? So then the World Series, there's a little bit of an AL versus NL like real dynamic, <laughs> and there. it like it can it helps your like path, like your story. Yeah, like, because they beat the White Sox, they got Lucas Giolito. It'd be cool if one of the players was like a whammy, and if you picked him, it was like, no, actually, you're getting so-and-so. <laughs> the Not White him. Sox get to protect one guy. He's actually got the shits. We didn't tell you that. He's out. Um, How about the Mets? How about the Mets? Yeah, go Mets. Step right up and greet the Mets, baby. They've won seven in a row now. They're going to the trop to take on the Rays, who absolutely stink right now. Um, so that's good. They're, they 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 got a lot of fun. Like there's a lot of like fun stuff happening with the Mets, which is different. Man, they I mean they winning cures everything. Yeah, it's I don't think it's that different. I think it is th- just the fact that they're winning, right? And that's that's what they're it's still in the about. headlines. Yeah, but the, the the team's bonding over it. Like they're if you watch the games, they are like a, it's like a good cohesive unit. At least it feels that way. And I, I think the other thing that ties to this, uh, A, they, so, Jim, we're schedule, we're schedule guys. 
when we want to be. Mm-hmm. No, I like looking at schedules. The Mets, they're they split four gamer with the Cardinals. They lost the first two. They won the second two. Yep, doubleheader loss. And then they came, they came home. So a nice little home stand. Four versus my D backs, who were on the skids, and you know they had some three. Jake energy on them. Three versus. Uh, and then three versus D back, and then the the Orioles. Mm-hmm. So I I think when you look at the schedule and you say little home stand, like sure. Interested to see their road trip. Little Rays, Braves, uh, Florida Fish road trip coming up. So if they can keep it going through that, then Is yeah. DeGrom going to go face the Rays in the trap? He just went on the I.L. Oh, I forgot about that. Damn. That would have been fun because Cole oh, yeah. just diced them up. They look pathetic. Yeah, we'll see if the Rays got sparked in the last game versus the Yankees. They were horrendous, but Meadows and Arosa Reina, two of the guys that are supposed to be staples, got, got some big hits in the last game, so... Uh, but yeah, the Rays were looking putrid, uh, worse than they are. So we'll see if that sparks anything with them. Strowman talked to himself, but don't try to figure out what he said. It's rude. Come on, man. You think you were close? Yes. Like honestly, yeah, the last line is, "I'd bet my toes." Ooh, I did that last night. I bet. I bet my toes on something else the other day as well. Um, yeah, no, I, I was close. I mean, all of don't them. Don't bet your toes. Don't bet your toes. Yeah, you need your toes. My toes are on the line for two different bets right now. I don't like that. Um, you know, the other one was that the ground never... uses sticky stuff. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. Because there's some weird Mets fans out there that still think it's taboo or like really taboo. You know, and uh, Cole uses it, but the Grom does it. And I was like, is do you really think that? And they were like. Yeah, no, it's like I can't believe we I, have to like I, tell I, people there's a difference in sticky stuff. Yeah, I said I'd bet my toes. He does. Who cares? So my toes are on the line twice. No, mm-hmm. uh, yes, yeah, that's what Strowman said, dude. He said like you need to hit that pitch, bro. But he could have been talking to himself about like you need to hit that spot, or he could have yeah. been talking to the batter. I didn't specify. I just fucking read his lips. Yeah, you can't win that argument because he can be like, no, I know what I said, and you're like, oh, okay. So Strowman won. Jimmy, nothing. Uh, I don't know. He spent the day unfollowing <laughs> and blocking people, so I don't know if he. Wait, won. did he? Was he following you and then unfollowed you or something? No, I don't think he ever followed still on me. Jim's team. Yeah, I'm not blocked, but anyone that like had my had my back, I wasn't even in an argument, so it's really weird. He was just no. blocking, but they do I look like they're it. having fun. They dressed in they dressed in like beach attire to go down to Miami, which is always fun, or not to Miami to Tampa. Um, so that's always fun. They were drinking virgin pina coladas on the plane. That's Maybe what they, they told you. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Why would they drink virgin pina coladas? Oh, well, that's what they said. They captioned it. They're virgin pina coladas. But, you know, I mean, that's just for people. Because, you know, they've lied about a hitting the general public can't. In their Why do they need to lie about that? That's so weird. Because general the general public can't fathom you having a drink. And then going out and performing the next day. They can't. You can't put that out there. I'm Our telling you, that is, is the way it is. Dumb. Yes. That's so stupid. And they just I love lying now. I love our society, but that is how people will react. If you said you're well, crushing know pina coladas. Well, I don't know what's a worse look, drinking a virgin pina colada. Mm. Instead, just drink water. They are delicious. They probably weren't virgin. That's what I'm saying, bro. What's even in a pina colada? 13 year old. Unhealthier to drink a virgin pina colada 13 than year old uh, Jake. pina colada. At least pina colada, you're like, yeah, I'm getting a little buzz. Virgin, like, okay, you're just having a milkshake. People love What's in a pina colada? That's rum. Pineapple. Pineapple. Mm. 
probably some other sounds delicious shit. to be honest with you i, I might have one Maybe too i don't even drink liquor I, might. I don't know the first google can you get drunk on a pina colada jake did put on 13 pounds on a six-day trip to the dominican republic <laughs> yes 13. you can this is a great reference by Thomas in the chat. He goes, well, why would they lie about an argument over a rodent in the dugout hallway? It's true. Or a hitting coach. Yeah, or a hitting coach. Rum, cream of coconut, and pineapple juice. Yeah, I hate coconut and pineapple juice, so. Oh, you hate coconut? Cream oh, of baby. coconut. Yeah, it's marginally different than coconut because I got in the texture. But sometimes so they put flakes on the top. Oh, yeah. It's, flakeless. Yeah, it's like pulp. You can't have that. Take flakeless pina colada, please. Put the rum in there, though. What's that drink they drink in the DR? They got their own, like, version of rum. Do you know what I'm talking about? Cocoloso? No, it's got a fun name. I think there's a B involved. It's a juice. It's like a jungle juice. Booty juice? Mm. I don't know. God, jungle juices, that's a... Mm. That's a dangerous thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Been there, got arrested. I didn't get arrested. <laughs> Sedated. I got strapped to a gurney and wheeled to a hospital. Not <sighs> Mama Wana. Mama Wana. Mama yeah. Wana. That's what I'm talking about. Mama when Wana. I went to DR, I had a lot of Mama Wanas. Mm. That's good. Okay. All right, let's move on to the second half of the show where we talk about individual performances because that's your team update. You've been mm. updated. Anything else we missed? Blue Jays swept. Stripling had a Braves. nice outing. I went on his thing. The Dodgers win a series. So that's good for them. Braves Twitter is in dire straits right now. I mean, I follow a lot of Braves Twitter now, and boy, when Acuna pulled up lame, it was like oh yeah, a death in the family. It's bad times, so, man. I'm, I'm I'm sending positive vibes to Braves Twitter because I like them. I think they're actually a good Twitter fan base. What's the update on that? I haven't seen. It's negative. Uh, left ankle x-rays came back negative. But Pache's also on the IL. They haven't been performing at all. They're my World Series winners. I picked them, and they are just not performing right now. And uh, I know we're we're a tangible change pod. Mm-hmm. You like that, Jim? Sink your teeth in. It's, it's real. Mm-hmm. I'm a feel guy. But Robbie Ray for the Blue Jays. Started wearing tight pants. Last year, he led the NL in walks. Yep. And by the way, he was traded to the Blue Jays and had five games there. <laughs> and he still led the NL in walks last year. This year, 39 strikeouts, only nine walks. Uh, there's your tangible change. If Robbie Ray can find the zone, that dude is nasty. Have you seen his, like, find the zone chart? Find the zone chart. Yeah. <laughs> I I just share this with the, the live chat if they want to click it because I mean it's the most drastic up spike I think you could possibly have in a chart of like percentage of percent of pitches in the zone zone percentage yeah well and you see Robbie Ray's you know Robbie Ray has a couple nice seasons out there and that's a lot closer to his good years than the bad years I wonder what the change was made like in uh, got to be delivery or mindset or. I think I think when he got traded to the Blue Jays, there was like an old pitching coach link up. So maybe they're you know, the you same know had another article out because yeah, you know always has an awesome article out. He's our guy, God. but he was mentioning I think it was him was mentioning how like they are literally setting up middle middle of the plate for Robbie Ray, and he's just throwing the ball. 
They're not trying to hit spots. They're just trying to get him in the zone. Well, aim small, miss small. Ooh, the Patriot. That's what my dad taught me when we were hunting down redcoats. They killed my brother. And then then you died, and he made bullets out of your chess pieces. Yep. Yeah. Who graduates today. Your dead brother. No. (laughs) Totally different family. Ah, past life. Past life. Trev, you get to go first. Standout performances. This guy in the chat wants us to talk about the Padres knockout. I'll tell you a little bit about that video. It ain't funny, and it sucks. And I hope that guy gets arrested, but the guy who got punched dropped charges, and I'm not going to make a breakdown on it, so stop fucking asking. Is watching a guy get cold cocked and knocked out isn't fun to me. I don't like it. Yeah. And I don't like, like it. Either. And sucks. And arrest that guy. Blue Jays fans in the chat on a better note uh, said the guy to credit is Pete Walker, Blue Jays pitching coach. So that's better news. Okay. I love the name Pete. I'm a Pete, I'm a Pete guy. Ooh, I, Pete, I like I that. Think for I know you. he's a good guy. Pete Ploof? It's your middle name. Peter's in my family. Patrick. Patrick, I don't I don't trust any Patrick's. Pete Ploof is a guy you have a good time with. Pete Peter. Pete's I coming just think through? he's gonna be a nice guy. Peter Ploof. Petey Ploof? I don't like it. I don't like it. Awards? Awards. No, standout performances. Yeah. Which oh, is yeah, award. standout performance. Yeah. I'll go first. I'm giving it to my Moxie King. My Moxie King. I'll repeat that. Lance McCullers Jr. Goes up against Shohei Otani, and everyone talks about Shohei. And sure, he's a he's a, he's probably the most talented player in all of baseball, and he's continuing to do it on both sides of the ball. I get it. He went seven innings pitched, ten Ks, one earned run. But Lance outdueled him, eight innings pitched, one earned run, nine Ks. And what the the thing I love most about it is he had eight innings pitched, nine Ks, and only threw ninety six pitches. As a position player, you gotta love that. That means he's working quickly. He's getting ahead in counts. He's putting away what he needs to put him away. He's getting some some fast outs. So kudos to Lance. I think that the Astros are going to go as far as Lance will take them. And he's been okay mm. to start the season. He gets to start against the Angels, does really well. And, man, I think that by the end of the season, we're going to be looking at his numbers and be like, okay, this guy's the real deal. He got the chunk of change already. He got paid. He got the bag, however you want to say it. Um, I think he's going to be a force in the playoffs. And my Astros, I picked him to go to the World Series. So this is a good start for Lance McCullers Jr. Outdueled Shohei, but didn't get a lot of pub. So I wanted to shine a little bit of light on his start. Great job. Mm. And he's sneaky good looking. Did he get a base hit? You guys don't like that. Did he get a base hit? Did he play right field? Wow. Stop. You can't always talk about Shohei. It's it's too much. It's like Jeter. I was going to give Shohei an award called the, like, every time award. And it's like, do we have to talk about this every time? Like, is it ever? It, and it's worthy of it. It's crazy what he's doing. But, yeah, I don't want to take away from the colors here. The Astros, we all got pretty hyped on them right before the season. Uh, Lance is part of it. He got the bag, which if he puts together a full season this year, mm. that contract is going to look like a steal. Man, they've they've got a lot of guys. If you're not dialed into baseball, you might not know who Jose or Kitty really is or Christian Javier. Those guys are having really nice years. Uh, Luis Garcia, man, doesn't get much more fun when that guy's on the bump. And 
Odo's hurt and Framber's hurt and Verlander. Like, I love Framber. I mean, holy smokes when you break it down like that. But yeah, I like Trevor Plouffe. If the Astros will go as far as Lance McCullers takes him, woo! God, I sounded like a professional when I said that, didn't I? That's Damn. what pros say in this business, baby. Damn, man. Yes. And you tell you know me, what, you guys you, think he's sneaky good-looking, right? Uh, if you're into bad boys. You know what he did? He used his slider like his 26% look. of the time. Slider's never been a pitch he's used. He's always been curveball heavy, mm. and the curveball got bounced. And he, he introduced a slider this year, but he hasn't used it a lot. But that game against the Angels, he threw 25 sliders. It, it, unless baseball savants like having trouble picking him up, yeah. but who knows? One of those tweeners. Yeah. Maybe he goes to slide dragon instead of snapdragon, if that's the case. That'd be a vast non-improvement. Mm. Good standout. Diced up Mike Trout. He diced him up. My standout performance is Madison Bumgarner. Uh, seven innings pitch, zero earned runs, nine strikeouts. And there's a reason why I chose Mad Bum, because mm. it's something I always find interesting when you follow a team. Jake Snakes. Is he faced the same exact lineup in back-to-back starts, Trev. He faced mm. Miami Marlins on uh, the 7th and then then faced them again on the 11th. Those dates might be wrong, but back-to-back starts against the Miami Marlins. And the Marlins put out the same exact uh, lineup. The catcher switch, that's all. The other eight guys, even the same pitcher, was the same. I always think the advantage goes to the hitters there because the pitcher's got his arsenal that he likes and he throws his arsenal that he likes and the hitters can adjust. I will ask you if my thinking is true at all, Trev. Because you've a player and actually know that. Or do you think the pitcher has the advantage seeing the same lineup? I, I think 100% the hitter has the advantage. Do the numbers back that up? I don't know. I'm, I'm sure they probably do. Um, but if it's a guy that's just absolutely nasty, like, you know, that's not a great thing. But I keep saying but. Why do I keep saying but? It's okay. You have buts on my mind. Yeah. Always. I think as a hitter, you see it. The more you see it, the easier it gets. That's why it's the you know first time, second time, third time through the order. I believe that carries over into the next start as well. I mean, the more you see how a guy shapes his pitches and what the velo is like and how you can time him up, I mean, you should have the advantage. His stats in the second game were better than the first for Mad Bum. He switched the pitch mix up a tiny bit in the first time. He was cutter heavy and then split the four-seam and the curve almost in half. The second time he went for a more cutter, four-seam curve, all three of them used them the same amount. But the the strikeouts, there were more in the second game and all that. And Mad Bum, in his first four starts... Three starts. In his first four starts, he had an 8-6-8 ERA. His next yes. four, after his next four, a 4-12. So... He split his ERA in half in the second four starts he's made, second set of four. And, I mean, one more good start gets him into the threes, I think. And he was looking like might have been the worst signing ever, and you have no idea what he can do. But the fastball's ticked up from, like, 88 to 92, and he's found something that's working. So, Mad Bum's my standout. I think it's it's pretty impressive to shut down the same exact lineup yes. twice back-to-back in a row. Doesn't matter what the lineup is. Because you only have three pitches. You know, last year how Dylan Bundy said, fuck you to Jake. Yeah, just went off. Yeah. You have two of those this year, Jim. 
Oh. You got Matt Boyd and Madison Bumgarner. You went up, you went at Mad Bum. Now he's been dealing. Matt Boyd before preseason, you went off on him, and I think he's been dealing. Has he not? No, no. Matt Boyd's having a really good season, and he is my Bundy. Mad Bum's not. I mean, he was so bad, and and it wasn't just me. Like the collective baseball world was kind of like, oh, we worried about Mad Bum. Where Boyd was very much, I was saying he stinks. I was the You've lead. been saying Boyd stinks for a long time. Boyd's your Bundy. Yeah, Boyd's my Bundy. I wasn't the I leader of I the Mad give you Bums two, though. It's fun. Everyone's last name starts with B, so yeah. there's some analytics for you. Mad Bum, yeah. The last five starts, 30 innings pitched, a 0-9-0 ERA. Opponents are hitting 119. The highlights look gross. I'm obviously a Snakes guy, so there's some bias here. But, yeah, I think the the best juxtaposition I can put out there is you know, those first three starts, as you alluded to, we were talking... I'm using great words right now. I know, Trev. <laughs> a couple Stanford men out here. Uh, is that Mad Bum, we had a, a genuine discussion. Like, this could go down as one of the worst contracts all time. To now, people in the chat are saying that Mad Bum should be, like, a trade deadline guy. Like, a team should go out and get this guy to pitch for them. Uh, so that's... Giants? That's how what? quick the tide turns in baseball. Uh, man... Good for Madba, man. He's got to be dragging it around the locker room. Mm. Oh, my God. No one's going to trade for Madba. Yeah, he's got a lot of money left on that contract. Do you think his nuts have their own cowboy boots? Ooh. Okay. <laughs> Fold the plug. Fold the plug. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> Jimmy? No. I don't know the question. I was counting his money. Okay. He's owed $50 million oh. over three seasons, and he's got a full no-trade clause. So I, I don't think Mad Bum's getting moved. Oh, he has a full no-trade? Oh, my God. Back, back I, to San I, Fran. I, I, I love I, it, Trev. I guess that. Back to San Fran. I would guess he has to have a no-trade clause. Limited trade, says Tarumi in the chat. Yeah, he's got a five-team no-trade list. Only five? Okay. Yeah. What, what, what cities have so the least amount of horses? New York City. So that's probably two. Mets. Cubs, Cubs, White Sox. Yeah. yeah and I feel like New York has a LA. shitload. No, no, you can find ranches There's in L.A. Some suburbs of Chicago with horses, too. I would love, if someone can get it, I'll look into it. We need a horse map. I'll look into it. It's got hey, a horse map. We've we done horse on, maps before. Yeah, Trev Zendino guessed that there was yeah, like was 2 million bucks, horses the in the world. <laughs> Remember that, Trev, when you guessed there was 2 million horses in the world? <laughs> It's like, hey, Trev, it's a lot more than that, though. Let me shout out Zendino. He gave us 20 bucks in the chat. Yeah, Thank you for the that. best. He's the best. He's yeah. the great. Yes. <laughs> Jake, your standout? What are Mad Bums? No trade. I don't think he has teams. to reveal those. No, but, I mean. He also might not have declared them yet. Yeah, I, think, I, I was gonna ask, like, what what what's the deal with those? I think you do before the, I think you the need season. To, before yeah. the season, can you update that? Yes, you can. You can probably, and it's before yeah. the season. I like that. Uh, my standout performance is going to Jared Walsh mm. of my Los Angeles Angels. Uh, mm. This dude, a the past two seasons has been raking. Uh, 67 games, 313, 371 on base, a 969 OPS, BBD. Pretty, pretty nice. Uh, that's on pace for like a 40 home run season. What he did the other day, I mean, a four for five home run double, two ribbies walk, a little steal action in there. I like that. Guys, 
You yes. never want to be the dude that replaces the dude unless the dude was low-key hated by the fan base because they think he took a lot of money from them. He's replacing Albert at first base. This is the guy, the reason that a legend got DFA'd. If Jared Walsh was going out there and slapdicking around with a 400 OPS, that's how you get the audience to turn again. Like, we saw Pujols do this. Why is this kid doing this? This kid is part of the reason they felt confident enough to kind of end it with Albert. Because he's talented, man. He was a prospect that they they brought him up, and he didn't have the feel, and then I think there were some swing changes. And the past two years, he's been doing it. And, hey, I know those Angels, uh, a tradition unlike any other. In May, they're in the bottom of the AL West. We were excited about that lineup coming into the year, and we didn't. We weren't fully on the, the Jared Walsh train because he only had 32 good games last year. Him. Trout, Otani, if Fletcher can figure it out this season, like it's when you get excited about the the Halos, which I rarely do, and I probably won't let it happen until Mike Trout's on the Yankees. Uh, but yeah, man, he's uh he's exciting, and he's he's been really good this year. Wait, I just I have a question. I like that. I like Jared Walsh a lot too, and our guy Foolish Baseball, who we love, mm. Bailey, talked about him preseason. He said the Angels' success. Is going to depend on how many at bats they're willing to give Jared Walsh over Albert Pujols. He called that. Now I don't know if they're going to be successful just because Jared Walsh is in the lineup because their pitching is the worst in baseball. And our boy Nate Steele was telling us they're they're supposed to be good this year. Well, they're not. They're just not. Don't good. come at Nate. Yeah, I like Nate, but he was. Yeah, we said they were nice bad, and he convinced man. us that Griffin Canning was going to be the savior. Mm. But now they're sitting here at with a league low eighty four OPS plus. But mm. you know. That's neither here nor there. Jared Walsh is a stud. He deserved to play every day, and it is tough to go and supplant um, a legend like that. But I think you said it right, Jake. I think the fan base was kind of ready for that. Yeah, I mean, let, let's be honest. Angels fans didn't love how Albert's contract played out, and you get it, but the man's still a living legend uh, to be the guy that's, <laughs> hey, he's fully off the team now. You're the one baseman kid. I mean, I would uh, I wouldn't sleep well with that, but I... I don't often anyways. I have Mad Bum's no trade list when he was in his last year with the Giants and they were potentially going to move him at the deadline. He put eight teams on it then. Braves, Red Sox, Cubs, Astros, Brewers, Yankees, Phillies, Cardinals. He just put all the playoff teams so he could get more leverage in a deal. So I don't think that goes into the Diamondbacks one. See if we could track down the five. Yeah. Figure it out. Jared Walsh, good job, Jake. Mason Saunders, good for him. Nah, it's all right. Better for you. Okay. I'm going to give you more credit. Fair is fair. Slump watch. The worst. She is the worst person in the world. Huge skank. Terrible, but thank you. Nate, Did he? Nate gave us twenty dollars too, and we just threw him under the bus. So we kind of got to give oh him love. God. We threw him under the bus. I, we're a team, Jimmy. Trev quote tweeted him out. We're a team. I quote tweeted him verbally. You're right. Love Nate Steele. BBD. Guys, our five biggest offers of the week, most notable, Mike Trout. Oh no! Oh. I don't think this is. Ever wow. happened before? What? Looks like he only played two games. Oh, for six. You gave him. That's not. What? Stop. 
No. It's 0 for 6 with three walks. It's for Mike Trout, oh, that's the biggest slump of his career. He only played two games? <clears throat> I would assume so, because six. And well, he got I guess, on, I guess he got three, three walks, walks, so nine. If we so want to be a reputable baseball yeah, program, be, we cannot be putting Mike Trout on the slump watch after going over six with three walks. It might be the only time we're ever able to do this, Trev, and I don't make the list. <laughs> so, and Joey Gallo, he goes 0 for 8. Ribby 2Ks. Paul DeYoung 0 for 6, got hit by a pitch too, which always makes me laugh. That was two games. Watch. It was 0 for, it was two games. So in Nine the two games, he reached three times. So. <laughs> slump. Gallo, bad. David Fletcher goes 0 for 9, 2 Ks, and Nick Solak 0 for 6, 2 walks, 2 Ks. David Fletcher, I think he's on not having a good year watch. Yeah. I don't think he's having a slump. For those missed last week, the guys we were watching are Ty France, Pete Alonzo, Carlos Correa, Eduardo Escobar, and Aaron Judge. And Judge Mm. Judge had a really good uh, series against the Rays. So he's going to come off. He had a, a 583 batting average. He went six for 11 with a homer. So Judge is going to come off. So we have room there. So, Jake, do you have, like, your biggest on this list? Do you want to put Trout? Are you looking at Gallo? Who do you want to replace Judge? Uh, I mean, if we can expand Trout outside of the two gamers, it's an 0 for 9, which for Mike Trout is is bad. Uh, no, I I mean, I lean Gallo. Uh. I know we've had our own Joey Gallo watch, so that makes me a little nostalgic, eh? Uh, and I saw he had a he had a really nice throw out at the plate, and he was doing mm. pretty solid up until okay, how about up this? until this slump. So yeah, I'm in on Gallo. Last Mike Trout's last ten games, Trev, thirty nine plate appearances, one sixty seven batting average. Put him on three thirty three slugging. Give us the fish. Put Mike Trout on. Give we can all laugh fish. about how fish. quick he comes off. Give me that Trout's fish. on. Trout's on. In my defense, I didn't know that. You put 0 for 6. So well, it's because it's just for just the last series. I okay. want Gallo. He only played two games. You want Gallo? Yeah, well, you know, a lot. Correa off and put Gallo. Gallo's 0 for his last 13. Correa and Alonzo are both coming off. Yeah. I think so. So we got room. Fletcher, Gallo, Trout. Let's do it. You want Fletch. Yeah. You know this is my least favorite part of the show. I don't like talking yeah. about guys. So hold on, hold on. Correa and Correa and um, bo- 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 da- 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 who's the other person that just came off? Alonzo and Judge. Correa, Alonzo, and Judge all came off. They had, Alonzo came. Th- they off. had big, big series. Okay. So we're adding Trout, Gallo, and DeYoung. Is that who you wanted? He wants Fletch. Fletch isn't Fletch. going. On. He's not having a good year. I, I don't think I fully understand how Slump Watch works still, so you guys are like better at this than me. Fletcher's super interesting case where a lot of where he's a he's a great example of why batting average isn't the only stat you should look at because Fletcher has to hit basically three thirty batting average for the rest of his stats to look good. His batting average is two eighty three on the season, which is great batting average. Two sixty three. Two sixty three. Did it just come down? Maybe it was that uh, earlier. I thought I just saw two eighties, but he's a two eighty five OBP. Yeah. But so what you're saying? I mean, last year Fletcher was three nineteen, three seventy six, and eight oh one OPS, which that's really good. He's kind of got to be north of three hundred. It has to be, which because, is tough because his his on base percentage isn't you know what's what it's supposed to be a hundred points higher or sixty points higher. It's supposed to be sixty points higher. The OBP is sixty points higher than the BA, and then you have to have some slugging, but he doesn't. So 
Madrigal, Fletcher. If the batting average drops, they're not offering much else with the bat. Yep. And we don't have room for him because uh, Ed Escobar's staying, and then Ty France. You want to take him off? We, I think we agreed last episode there was going to be a piece out to Ty France either way, but we don't have a lot of ton of, a lot of ton of great slump watch options. Dude, Ty France, man. It's such a good April. April 26, 325 batting average, 412 on base percentage. May 13th, 229 batting average, 333 on base percentage. It's it's dropping every day. I mean, do we just do we go four man, but Trout basically counts as two? Sure. Like take DeYoung off and it's just or or Ty France. I'll take Ty France off. Okay. We told the audience that Sorry. it was his last week on. Trout counts as two. Trout counts as two. Okay. Wow. Eddie Escobar, Mike Trout, Joey Gallo, Paul DeYoung. Boom. I want to see you all gone by Monday. Trev, can you say these words? Mike Trout's in the slump. Oh, my God. Don't do it. No. Don't do it. <laughs> no. Clip Jimmy. I'm thinking about check, next slump watch. I think I'm going to just check out for the five minutes, and you guys handle it. It just hurts. It hurts. It's starting to hurt me, and I was a, I lived in slump watch. We're just watching out. Think of what would just happen. We just got Alonzo hot. We got Judge hot. We got Correa hot. We're sparking them. We're motivating. You know, them. it's just a little like, oh, tick, tisk, tisk. Getting close. The old twins teams on the freaking slump watch. How about that? There's my addition. Oh, yeah, for sure. Watch. Minnesota for Twins. Sure. Twins pitching. Twins pitching. Yummy, yummy. Oh, snap. That was lit. In fuego. Mm. Yeah. Trev, unplug, replug if you could. Unplug, replug, Trev, while we play the sound bite that we played at in fuego. I was changing it up. I was doing a new one. Okay. I think I might go, oh, snap, that's lit now for in fuego. Okay. I mean, that's a big change. Yeah. I'll Just drop that live. Yeah, I was mixing it up. Whew. DJing. Uh, Jesus Aguilar. Yeah. On fire. Nine for 17 with three homers. How about that? And he tried to look at Carson Kelly's catcher playbook, which I gave him an award a while ago. So I'd like, welcome to my office. So he's still doing it. And uh, Carson Kelly was actually like, hey, come on, man. Because that's actually like... It's not like the defensive placement that he stole from the guy before. It's like the catcher's sequencing. <laughs> so, like, Carson Kelly didn't act like it was a joke. He was like, come on, man. Stop peeking. Teoscar Hernandez, 7 for 11 with two homers. That's pretty good. Kyle Tucker, 5 for 10, 500 batting average, two homers. Jesse Winker still doing it. Mm-hmm. What are his numbers on the season now, Jay? Can you pull those up for me? I'm interested. Sure. He goes 7 for 13 this week. Ass Cavs go 7 for 15. Old man Julie, 4 for 12. <laughs> How did he get on here? Two homers, I guess. Two homers, 4 for 12. Yeah. No walks. Somehow Yuli snuck onto Enfuego. Two homers. Aaron Judge, 583 on base percentage, 6 for 11, as we uh, mentioned on the slump watch update. What's Winker doing on the season? 
Jesse Winker is currently leading the National League in hits with 43. He's leading the National League in batting average at 371. He's leading the National League in slugging at 655. And he has a 1.085 OPS that also leads the National League. Jesse Winker, I mean, starting to get into bona fide category. Another street ball NBA reference. Do you know who he went to high school with, Trev? Trevor? Hmm. Oh, it's so bad. Where's he from? Where's he from? Oh. You're not allowed to talk. You got to unplug, replug again, You're I guess. You're still robotic. Again? Sorry. Have you tried to take him off and add him back or anything on your end? I have one oh. thing I can try. Don't slit your throat. Brad Miller. Oh, wow. But I think they weren't the same age, but they went to the same high school. Trev's, uh, Trev's backyard mate. Brad Miller. He's blowing on stuff right now. This is hot. Uh, Winker's a stud. Jim, you mentioned Aguilar. That clip is really good. Uh, Buster Olney tweeted about how good Aguilar's doing on the season, and I wanted to comment. He's also a two-time award winner on Talking Baseball, but I thought that might put Buster through the ringer a little bit, and it wasn't worth it. What do you mean? Yeah, like, what award? Uh so I, I couldn't end up down there. What's he won? <laughs> Teoscar the Grouch, man. I, I said it before. People got to know about this dude. I, I think I follow his agent, Rafa Nieves, on on Twitter. He's pretty solid. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Teoscar Hernandez is like a you chop up some stats, like a top 15 hitter over the past few years, which, again, think about what that actually means. If you go through the names of baseball, you don't – you know, you th- you'd say four other Blue Jays before you'd say Teoscar Hernandez's name. So, violent swing. Jesse Winker had a high school teammate that also got drafted uh, in the first round by the Padres. His name was Walker Weichel. So, Winker and Weichel were leading Winker the way. Weichel. There's your, there's your attorneys. Walker Weichel. Winker and Weichel. Attorneys at law. Trev, are you back? Yeah, I'm, I'm asking the chat what I got to do for my mic because I feel like they know more than I do. Maybe maybe I'm BBD's li- fix just worked, and maybe it's a BBD fix instead of a U fix. They're saying it no, might be my, do anything ear, yet. my AirPods. Oh. Do you so use I'm gonna, your AirPods? I'm gonna go back to, yeah, I'm going to go back to my old school headphones, I guess. I'll try that next time. Yeah, I would, I would take the Bluetooth out of the equation, and it might help. Come on. All right. Um, also, like people are just like throwing money at us right now in the chat. The chat. So shout We're out to hot, everybody, man. Yeah. Thank you very much. Alex spot. said something. Alex Lee said, "What are the chances we can get three of you to Arizona?" Jake loves that. Yeah. For the adult baseball World Series. They call it, probably that's just not a good, World Series. Probably not a good chance, but yeah. You sound so good there, saying Trev. It's the adult baseball World Series. I think that's just the MLB World that's, Series. I think, I think it's exactly what it sounds like. Yankees D-backs. Yeah, I might I might have to do one quick scrounge of the D-backs schedule cuz I on the internet they did say I could get the opening pitch which no way. Would be a big moment for me. Oh my god. If I could get in the pool and let a pitch rip. I mean, that's the American dream. Maybe that's a next year thing. We'll see. Busy year coming up. But Estrubal <laughs> Cabrera. So there's a 25 and older, a 35 and older, and 45 and older adult baseball World Series. Okay. 
Weird. I'd, I'd, I'd like to watch that. That'd be fun to watch, to be honest with you. I don't know if I think it would be fun to watch. I'd have to really see what's going on. Okay. There'd be some super hardos. Yeah, and that's what I'm worried about. Uh, we'd have a team we loved. Yeah. Which yeah. is the good news. Yeah. Yeah. Savannah Bananas should okay. just get to be entered into that. Mm. With whatever. Have I ever told you the story of what my brother would do in his adult league? What would he do? He was Fantastic. he was so good. Like he actually played in college, like played a little independent ball and went to like a Sunday league. It was not super competitive, but he was just like the best player. And he would hit. And if he had like a ground ball with a shortstop, he would not even take a step out of the mm. box. He would just walk back into the dugout. Alpha. Like he didn't want to run the ball out. Like Donaldson when he hit a home run and then just walked back to the dugout in spring training. Yeah, but but it was yeah, ground out the shortstop. He would just like walk back to the dugout. And that's not I guess that's not all too uncommon in the Sunday leagues. They're trying to save their bodies. What was your reaction to? Alex Lee said a naked World Series would be the dream. Yeah, if we could get that 35 and up group playing naked baseball, I'm there. Did you guys ever watch uh, before Jackass on MTV? The Bam Margera and his crew made those videos. That's how he got started. What are they called? Y2K? CKY. Yeah, CKY was Bam's older brother's band. Yes. But also, that was the name of the their video series. Remember Ray Kion? Hated Mustard? Mm. There was a skit they did in one of their DVDs. I had it when I was like middle school where they went to a softball field and played naked softball. I think everyone was close but Ray Kion. And he was like fielding balls in the outfield with his dick flopping all That's over. That's actually better. Yeah. If everyone's stressed and there's only one naked guy and you play it cool. That's a really weird memory that just like yeah. somehow exposed itself because they said naked baseball. So I've seen naked baseball okay. before is what I'm saying. Softball. Bragging about. I wonder if there's anyone else that is. Uh, Ray Keon never did it for me. He's like a chemist. I think he's like actually like a smart like scientist person. And that's where Rab, Rab himself did do it for me. Drug That's addicts. a reflection of myself, I guess. All right. Um, yeah, Brandon DiCamillo, Dico was the funniest member of that whole crew, but he was scared to fly. So he never got to do any of the skits and bits because he wouldn't get on a plane. A word! Trev, you get to go first. All right, uh, one of my favorite, I'm not a movie quote guy, but one of my favorite mm. movie quotes is in Elf, when Buddy reads the sign, World's Best Coffee, and goes into the coffee shop and goes, you did it, You congratulations, you really did it. So I'm giving the Buddy the Elf, congratulations, you, you really did it award, and it's going to go to Jack Flaherty. Okay. He finally went into Milwaukee <laughs> and had a good start. Now... I got to throw a little caveat in there. Two of the guys that banged him around the, the most, because this guy had like a seven ERA against the Milwaukee Brewers. Two of the guys that banged him around the most, two of his friends, Christian Yelich, Ryan Braun, not – what is that face for? Don't, don't do that. I mean, don't you, go there. Twice bro. you said two of the guys that banged him around the most, and then the second time you said it, two of his friends. <laughs> two of his best friends. <laughs> two of his friends that banged him around. Two of his best friends banging it's him out for years. It's a baseball term. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Not for me. Also, oh sex. <laughs> we're we're losing it right now. Yeah. This this has gone long, by the way. Um, he goes in there, deals, shoves against Corbin Burns. Um, 
and for the first time had a good start. It was his seventh win in eight tries, I think seven in a row, because he had that first bad start to start the season. Been lights out ever since. Goes into Milwaukee. I asked him, I said, I guess Braun just didn't have to be in there. And he laughed and said, I guess so. Him and Yelich. Those were his his two buddies who hit him very well. And they weren't there. But he went in there and then stopped that streak. Got his seventh win in a row. So congratulations, Jack. You did it. You really did it. Good job, Jack. We love Jay Flair. He's First place LA cards. Right now. Seven and oh, that ERA keeps going down. Yes. Seeing mm. cores, buddy. My award is the Cowbell Award. Mm. It was originally called the Saturday Cry Award. Oh. But I changed it. James Caprellian makes his debut. For the A's, his backstory, his story is awesome. I'll tell you a little bit. Tomorrow morning, Saturday morning, if you're like hungover and you need to get in your emotions a little bit, you can watch a bunch of the videos and you can have yourself a nice little cry. I used to do that on Saturday mornings, Trev. And when I kept an active blog, I would do Saturday morning cry and share all the videos, Mm. you know? So, James Caprillon, he's 27 years old. He just made his debut. Got drafted by the Yankees in the first round. In 2017, he had Tommy John. He got traded to the A's, part of the uh, Sonny Gray trade. Had a couple more setbacks, a lot more setbacks. Makes his debut in Boston. Gets in trouble in the first inning. 30 pitches, I think. But doesn't give any uh, earned runs. One earned run is the final line, I believe. I don't even have the final line. It's not really that important to the story. His dad flies in, and his dad's sitting by the third base sign or by the A's, uh, uh, A's dugout. And eventually they just did a split screen with his dad watching every pitch to get out of a jam. He got into another jam in the fifth inning, I believe, uh, where he, he went 3-2 against Devers and dropped a changeup and struck him out. And his dad is living and dying on every single pitch. And it is spectacular, makes me cry. And the biggest story, uh, the bigger story that makes you cry is his mother passed away after a 13-year battle with cancer. Uh, in 2014, and she would be at every single game with a cowbell. She just had a custom cowbell, ringing it for him, and she would always sit in between the third base and home home plate. So when he's pitching, he comes set, he looks there, and he said he had a moment where he always takes a pause, and he looks there, thinks of his mom to calm himself down. And uh, and and so she, he's like, he's with me. She said, my dad's the rock. It's just an incredible story, the stuff that will make you tear up and be really excited. He said he had to tell his dad, like, hey, like, love you. Glad you're proud of me, but we got another one in five days. So have a beer and relax, which was cool. Uh, cool part of the story is that 18 days after his mom passed away, before she passed away, he wasn't going to go play for Team USA uh, because his mom was dying. And she said, no, you have to go play for Team USA. So two days after she passed away, she, he flew down to somewhere it was being played. They're playing China Taipei in this big tournament. He takes the mound 18 days later, goes six shutout innings, 12 Ks, first time on the mound since his mom passed away. Crazy emotional story, really good journey, happy for him. I remember um, following him along when he was in the Yankees minor league system, and then they traded him away, and it's been a bit. So awesome story. Go check it out on your own and look at, listen to the interviews and watch the dad's reaction because it's crazy. Love it. That was cool to see. I always love the dads in the stands. Yeah. And, I I mean, obviously all that stuff will, is 
the heartstring stuff. I mean, baseball world, the guy's gone through his own injuries and stuff, and it's, you know, where this this sport can be brutal, and we, you know, we forget about that stuff. But, you know, following him through the Yankees, the question, like, was would he be healthy enough to, like, become a major leaguer? And now he's he's doing it, and, hey, he's with a team that – an organization that we talked about, I think, last episode or another episode, how – you know these guys find pitchers and make them do well. They they've got the coaching and the sauce. So good for him, man. Keep uh keep getting dudes out. Cali guy too. The Hills, Trev. A lot of California guys in the big leagues. That's sure. You know the Yankees man. like to draft the California guys too. We know that. UCLA, Bruins. Mm-hmm. Jake, what is your award? It's a good one, Jim. It's a good one. I'm going with the Roses Award. The Roses Award. Um, one of my favorite music videos of all time is Roses by Outkast. Speaker uh, box! The love below! Uh, it's all time. Uh, it's good theatrics. I mean, it was prime Outkast. It was a perfect time for me to be into that. It's, it's kind of my music genre. I, I had a buddy... You know, I've never been a huge music guy, uh, but when a song like that came on, uh, my buddy Kyle would always be like, "This is a Jake song." <laughs> it's kind of, it's kind of more entertainment than necessarily great music, which sums it up. Uh, I'm but, driving in the car, trying to put on your makeup in the mirror real fast, and you crash, crash, crash into a ditch. Just playing. <laughs> Jim likes that line. It's, uh, it's pretty funny to wish death on someone and then and then just be like, just, he's just, just joking, playing, man. Just he playing. wouldn't wish that. He just doesn't like Caroline. Uh, in that music video, it's the speaker box versus the love below. Oh. And in that music video, Caroline sneaks out with Cat Williams, who's talking about the speaker boxes and the love belows. You could be with me. And he, they leave, and he says, take one more look at your past. The speaker box and the love below this year are the Dodgers and the Padres. The Roses Award goes to the San Francisco Giants. I am drinking the Kool-Aid. Trevor, you mentioned it before. They are top seven uh, in some pitching and hitting stats. I think you went uh, wins, runs created or whatever it is. This Giants organization, we've talked about it a little bit on this show. Uh, You're coaching Trev, and they've clearly found a little bit of a sauce with the hitting. They've they've resurged some guys. They've got bodies. They've also been doing it. Donnie Barrels, who is a main part of that resurgence, he's on the aisle. Alex Dickerson, who's been a part of that, he's been on the aisle. Tommy LaStella, who was a nice free agent signing for them, he's been on the aisle. They've still had guys stepping up and hitting. Buster Posey is letting it rip, making me look like a goddamn fool for not having him on my top 10 catchers list because he's old and he got hurt. Idiot. He's a stud. Longoria, Trev's guy. Most importantly, I think hitting this whole year is going to be messed up. That's kind of where we started the episode. I believe in their hitting enough. Man, they're pitching. They have figured something out there. Gossman is a one right now. DeScalfani is gross. He's throwing a slider right now that if it was 10 years ago, you'd say that's one of the best pitchers in baseball. Uh, We've kind of been blinded to it. He's throwing an 87-mile-per-hour slider that dances incredible. Alex Wood looks gross this year. Johnny Cueto's always been my man. He's back from the aisle while Aaron Sanchez is on it. These guys in the bullpen are doing enough. 
I'm buying the Kool-Aid. I, I think these Giants, while the speaker box and the love below duel it out all year, I think these Giants are going to sneak out with Caroline out the back door. They've currently got a 64% chance of making the playoffs. Think about that. The San Francisco Giants. I think they keep chugging. Go Giants. Beautiful. Beautifully done. You didn't even mention Stephen Duggar. I barely know her. Or long or Longo. I mentioned Longo, so you just zoned oh, you out for that part. I zoned out. I didn't understand the reference at all, but you then you just went into the you're saying the Giants, you believe in them. So Oh, it's a very long winded way that. of saying, Yeah, I'm in on the Giants. Could have said that. I like that. No, what you said was beautiful. Thank you, Jim. It's boomer. Yeah, I think it was. I, to, I, th- I think I it's to, me. A boomer. It's me. Do you it's not you. know that music yeah. video, Trev? Were you not alive in two thousand and I, three. He was. Having I know the too song. I just the whole correlation. It went over my head. It's not you. It's me. He was having outcast roses. Jaquan tipsy, mm. and Hoobastank. <laughs> um, what was their song that was uh, slow? Hoobastank slow song. I don't know what is going on right now. Yeah, I'm. No in, I'm interested idea. where that was leading. Those three songs were like the Good songs. the only songs on the radio. Me and okay. our buddy Charles, uh, me and our our buddies Tidge and and Charlie were building a treehouse, and we had a radio, Charles. and those were the only songs playing. The reason, who bestank the reasons, two thousand and three. Yeah, and the reason is yeah. Trev was in the sauce. He was wondering if he was going to Stanford. Is he going pro? Trev? Trev was dying his hair black, getting Having blinded a- by the dye when he was sweating at the mosh Having pits. Having a lot of sex. <laughs> Protected. No, I love it. I told you it's not I, I think you you went for it. It came out beautifully. I just didn't understand it. So it's you gotta Jake weaves a web. You gotta yeah. stay in. Yeah. I'll send you the music video. You'd like it, I think. I think it holds up decently for what and it the is. The outcast video? Yeah. I'm sure I've seen it. I, the, just the whole thing. I, I you lost me, but I think it was beautiful. Beautifully said at least. And I'm with you on the Giants. He likes the coaching. Giants has a playoff team, Trev. I want to give you a hug right now. If I told you it was 64% that the Giants make the playoffs, do you believe that? What would you put your percentage at? Um, probably a little bit lower than that. I would say like it's a 50-50 right now. You know, but they are. They're, I mean, they're doing it. It's like hard to hard to say that they aren't a playoff team with what they've done statistically and if you just kind of even the eye test man so i'm in on them i mean it's just that there's the padres and the dodgers are still looming there know who they got coming up this weekend your pittsburgh pirates keep it going baby keep it going yeah Watch some golf. Watch some. I had frosted tips when I was growing up. That's not. <laughs> true. was the opposite like of that. Not true. Yeah, I was. I had. A, I dyed my hair black with permanent dye. My mom was pissed at me. Did you ever go frosted? By accident, yeah. Uh, when I was in sixth grade. Oh my god. They, People uh, have a bad perception of me when I was younger. I don't like it. Okay. Well, People picture generic Cali teen. Change Trev your past. Tough. Trev was tough. Trev was a punk rock princess. You can be my punk rock princess. I will be your garage band. Honestly, king. Uh, imagine me and Delman 
walking around in our all black clothes going to punk shows. He had dyed hair, by the way. He had to. peroxide dyed blonde oh, hair. I that's had awesome. Black hair. It's awesome. Yeah. Dude, I'm looking at the top songs from 2004, April, when we were building that treehouse. Sure. Great times. Usher, yeah. Mm. Usher, Burn, Jaquan, mm. Tipsy, Hoobastank, The Reason. Kanye West, that, All Falls Down. <laughs> that's a great I love that that's song. like a fragmented piece of your like memory is like you there was the time when you built the treehouse. And like oh, that yeah. that's a reference point for you. And I love that. Outcast, hey yeah, and roses. Well, yeah, because we were in the middle of the woods and we didn't have cell phones, so you just literally just had the radio. And they played the same ten songs while we were cutting down trees and building the treehouse. I love that. And we painted it. But we didn't have any paint brushes. Oh my god, that was funny. You paint with your hands? Hand paint? We like got yeah. Well, the one kid was pretty mad at me and Tidge because we just like got a stick and started like like throwing it at the mm. wall. And he was like, "Why aren't you painting?" And we're like, "We don't have paint brushes." Like, I can get you some. It's like, oh, too late. Too late. We're in the woods, man. We're live. You heard the song. It's great. Anyway. People are saying I went to punk shows like some 41 and Simple Plan. No. Like the Adolescents, the Descendants, Old School AFI, Bad Religion. The most poppy punk was like Pennywise that we would go to. Mm. Um, but we would go to like Cobalt Cafe and on Sherman Way was just a bunch of local punk bands that we'd go see. So stop. BBD, who's your punk? favorite out of those bands? Wait, hold Trap up. Are, why are you... What you're saying, I think, is lending a lot of credence to what the chat's saying. Not... what. I think only AFI in there. AFI, old school AFI is extremely punk rock. Yeah, they went mainstream. What's the, the chat saying? I referenced that the chat's not saying that you were a punk California teenager? They said that I went to punk shows with quotations like some 41 and He's saying plan. pop punk. Oh, kind of oh, oh, I see. Trev doesn't want It's pop a funny punk. thing. He wants no, real No, I was punk. really a punk. I was, yeah, I was yeah, really a yeah. punk. Yeah, yeah. Black Flag, Minor Threat. Do you know any of those bands, BBD? Um, I was doing another thing, so I didn't listen to most of what was just said. You don't. I I own. I know. I like, think I heard some forty one in there, and I'm familiar. Okay. But. That was the band Trev didn't want to be associated oh, with. Yeah, but that's because he's a hard. Enough. I just said I've heard of it. I oh, he hates. He hates. Didn't offer an opinion. <laughs> AFI. By the way, I want to put this out there. They're still an excellent band. Even when they went mainstream, they still were one of my favorite bands. Like their music changed, but they're still great at it. You like No Effects? Havoc. You know, I wasn't a big No Effects guy. A lot of my friends were. I just, I, I didn't, I didn't like him. I listened to some of their stuff, but you made Nick Proach's day with the AFI reference. That was a good tweet in general, Trev. Thank you. Thank you. My Yordan is he's now a household name. Reliant K in the chat. I haven't heard that in a while. Reliant K was like Christian pop punk. Or like Christian punk. They had one song that was like their mainstream. And then it was like, oh, they're Christian punk. Yeah. That was, uh, who was the other band that did that? That the tricked everyone. And then they were like, yeah, we're actually a Christian band. Um, Lifehouse. Lifehouse, but there was the other one. It was a good song. The music video, the drummer was completely not synced up with the drums, which was hilarious. Uh, Mandy Moore went on to like sing with them. Ooh, Mandy Ooh. Moore. She's had a career research. Oh, dude, that's going to piss me off. We can move on. Who is the best friend of the week? If the chat knows who I'm talking about, please let me know. I think the song had something to do with like a week or... 
Um, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Our best friend of the week is Taiwan Walker. Seven innings pitch, one earned run, four Ks, four hits, three walks. Uh, but a, and a little shout out to Drew Bue. Got his first RBI of the year. Drew yeah. Bue, switch foot. Thank you. Thank you, Kristen. Uh, we were meant to live for so much more. Have you lost yourself? They were uh, that was a huge hit, and then you like dug into like them, and they were song. like they were a Christian band, and you're like, wait, yeah, that is a good tune. Yeah, it's really good. Drew Bue, um, I caught some Drew Bue live, uh, and I think I watched him lay two sack bunts, and he was so stoked about it. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> he was he so, he was so yes. stoked. It was awesome. What a teammate, man. <laughs> Sacrificing himself for the betterment of the team. That's what I'm talking about. And he did the classic, you know, guy hits a homer and goes back to the dugout and tells everyone about the homer. He was telling everyone about the bunt. It was awesome. Was awesome. That's so funny. Drew, Drew oh, Bue and man. John Jay on the same squad right now, Trev. I know. They're Your my boys. guys. I'm, I'm, I'm going to a game. I'm going to a game for Good. sure. Good. Yeah. I'll tell Mike Trout that you put him on the freaking slump watch. He'd be like, what's that? What's a slump? Never heard of it. Not something I'm familiar with. All right, let's go and get on the elevator. Little elevator talk. If you happen to be on an elevator with a guy or a gal wearing a hat of this team, here is some fodder that you can throw their way. Two minutes on the clock. Atlanta Braves. They didn't get a lot of talk, but we mentioned them a little bit. I'm going to go search their schedule out. Um, as you know, Acuna, you know, first thing you say is like, thank God the x-ray is negative. That's the first thing you say, and then you know exactly what you're talking about. They got Milwaukee, the Mets, and Pittsburgh. They are literally deteriorating one of our uh, people at John Boy Media. Ashland has an eye twitch from stress from the Braves, <laughs> and it's been going on for 58 days, she said. <laughs> it's tough. Oh, man, that's pretty funny. Who's uh, who the problem? Is okay. I what? Don't know. Uh, you know, you can talk about. Uh, I always figure out how to pronounce his name. Inoa, Inoa, Husker, because he's been doing it on both sides of the ball. Yeah. So if you want like a a good dad joke, like who needs Otani when you got mm. Noah? That's a good dad mm. joke you can throw in the mm. elevator. People will like that. He's currently got a four hundred batting average and a one dot two six seven OPS. Had two home runs on the year and a double. <laughs> it's not bad. Young Thick's been pretty good, right? We got to shout out him. We kind of talked crap about him a little bit. Or at least I did. Young Thick's, you know. Chris, I don't know his numbers, but I heard he was good. You say Chris Martin just came back in the in the bullpen, and Shane Green is talking. Jake reported signed with the team, so hopefully that settles things down on the back end. Sandoval still doing his pinch hit madness. Numbers on the year look really good. <laughs> What's uh, going on with Soroka? And uh, Austin Riley, you mm. weren't tough on him. Uh, Trev, you just were being forthcoming that like they might trade for a third baseman if you aren't the answer in this one-year window. Sure. They don't even know if the window's open right now. But, you know, Austin Riley's doing all good. He's, he's not slugging. He's only got a couple extra base hits, but he's got a 282 batting average and, uh, and a, a good OBP. Just You just need a couple more. Extra base hits. Had Dansby still hot? Hot. I'll end it there. Doppelganger D. See you guys. Thank you very much. Jake sucks. Trev, you still have the bat?
I'll, I'll throw a pitch. Yeah. 